Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Monica, before the show, you were talking about how outraged you are about round two of Taco Bell's retirement menu. They are retiring more foods. Tell us why you're so mad, Monica. I'm a big fan of Mexican pizza, and y'all know I don't really go to Taco Bell a lot anymore, but it's just a real source of nostalgia for me. And I've been reading online that I'm not the only one who is upset. So we'll actually see if it happens because I hear this is a nationwide thing where people want their Mexican pizza. So, you know, all that other stuff that they got rid of like last month, that's fine. But Mexican pizza is a no-go. Oh, when you get rid of Monica's Mexican pizza, it's personal, you guys. <laughs> no, it's in the it's in the numbers. It's in the numbers. Why is the Mexican pizza so special? Tell me why I should be furious with you in association about not having to have Mexican pizza ever again. I think, first of all, it's not authentic Mexican food, which is number one. And well, it's it's something different. So it's basically like crunchy tostadas with beans and meat layered on top of each other. So it gives that like crunchy crust that you would think of as a pizza. And then they load it with all the other things you would find in dishes, you know, from tomatoes to cheese and pour salsa on it. But, you know, it's not like just a taco or a chalupa or a burrito. So it's something a little bit different that adds a little bit of variety to their menu. Monica, does this have to do in coordinates with Domino's Pizza? Because they've launched two new pizzas, a cheeseburger pizza mm. and a taco pizza. Uh-oh, Monica. <laughs> Did the Noid break some legs of Taco Bell and force them to get rid of that Mexican pizza so they can take advantage of the taco pizza market? This week's podcast poll is, do you guys know who the Noid is? <laughs> <laughs> Nelson just dated himself. <laughs> um, I love the idea. I love cheeseburger pizzas. And I, I'm kind of curious about the idea of a taco pizza. I've had taco pizzas before, so it'd be interesting to see how Domino's does. But I would like to see more pizza places perfect a Philly cheesesteak pizza because that's where it's at. I'm all aboard the Philly cheesesteak pizza. But all these other crazy ones, the cheeseburgers, maybe I'm more of a purist. <laughs> I'm okay with some pesto, some white sauce. But man, I don't know. It's just Philly cheesesteak does sound good. There is one in Pagliacci's. Isn't there like a South Philly flavor at Pagliacci's, Monica? Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a hybrid. And so I really want like authentic like Philly. I want meat, I want onions, and I want cheese whiz. Like I want a, like a legit Philly cheesesteak pizza. And Nelson, BT dubs, aren't you the guy who up in Vancouver had that huge like seafood pizza with friend of the podcast Feed the Pudge? Well, friend of the podcast Feed the Pudge bought the pizza. I didn't have anything <laughs> to do with the purchase. But... Okay, okay. Okay. When in that, Rome, I mean, that was a pretty. <laughs> or when extra in thing. when in Vancouver, <laughs> that was pretty extra. Was. Yes. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast. Hello, Monica. Hey, before we even get started, this week we had a giveaway, and we need to announce our two winners that I picked earlier randomly, mm -hmm. because I said randomly because I used a Google number generator, random generator. <laughs> I go old school. I don't use any of the programs. I don't buy any of the programs or the apps. I literally do one through 213, which is the amount of entries we got. And I pick two random numbers from there. So <laughs> that's totally true, guys. I could hear Nelson counting his on his spreadsheet as we were talking. <laughs> I heard the counting. <laughs> yeah. Thank God we don't have a thousand 
entries because that would be <laughs> so long picking two winners. Mm-hmm. But we would love to have a thousand entries. So mm-hmm. if you guys keep entering more, we're going to have more giveaways in the very future. But Monica, let's pick out our two winners. Mm-hmm. That's your cue for a drum roll. <laughs> Sounds like a raspberry. <laughs> I don't know what that was. It was a mixture of Chewbacca drowning. I don't know what that was, but that wasn't a drum roll. But anyway, here are our winners. Winner number one is Feed the Foo. Congratulations. I love that name, by the way. Yes. And the second winner is Diana A. Pitts. And that's Pitts with two T's. Congratulations, Feed the Foo and Diana A. Pitts. We will contact you and we will get you your certificates for $50 gift certificates to Little Prague Bakery. Awesome. Congratulations, you guys. All right, Monica. Well, you know, I always say this at the beginning. I didn't eat that much, but then all of a sudden the weekend comes around and people just decide, hey, let's just throw food at us everywhere. So, uh, <laughs> food is hitting me in the face <laughs> constantly. <laughs> oh, my God. I am so full from eating two days ago. That's how bad it is, everyone. It's mm. not not healthy, not healthy right now. Mm-hmm. Well, this week kicked off for me heading out to Wallingford to pick up some Seattle Pops. You guys know them. They're pretty mm-hmm. familiar faces. Well, they have been closed for a while, but they decided to have a back-to-school pop-up. So I pre-ordered a dozen, and I got Monica the elusive blueberries and cream flavor, as well as very strawberry, Kahlua coffee, and peach. Yes. Uh, I am so jealous. So jealous <laughs> because as you know, Nelson, I missed the pre-order because I was doing whatever and it was too late. So totally jealous of your pops. Enjoy. I actually managed to find two blueberries and cream and a fudge in my freezer at the bottom of my freezer. <laughs> yes. Cleaning out the freezer is the best. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> Finding gold in there. Right. <laughs> While in Wallingford, I also stopped by Mr. Euro's and I got some chicken shawarma. Oh my gosh, Monica, I have missed this for so long. It's one of my favorite places. Way too long for me. Mm-hmm. I haven't visited that place in a while. Man, just getting a chicken shawarma sandwich is the best. Or just getting a gyro. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. And then Monica, on another day, I went to the Ave and I checked out a new, or I guess it's not new, but maybe resurrected Korean fried chicken spot. It's called BBQ Chicken. This is really odd. BB.Q chicken. That's how it is. <laughs> Apparently from several people, they told me that BBQ chicken used to be located at the current Chimax spot on the app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the place that they're talking about. I'm not 100% it's the same place, but I can go through my archives because I had been there before. I kind of sort of remember it, but not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like if we're watching, I'm kind of in this like inside out mode where like, my brain took out one of the pearls and just dropped it and it's getting sucked away. And this is one of the memories that I lost probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fried chicken. <laughs> I know it is. The most popular item there is the half and half chicken, which is 20 pieces for $27.99. Monica, that's a little bit too much for one person for lunch. <laughs> so fortunately they had a barbecue combo from 12 to 3 PM for $8.99. You get five pieces of chicken, cheese balls and fries. But when I went there, they ran out of fries. So, mm-hmm. hey, no worries. They said, hey, we're out of fries. Do you want onion rings? Uh, yes, oh. I want onion rings. Yes, love it. Love it. So definitely onion rings over fries for me all the day. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth checking out. I love that spot. And then on Thursday, I went out to Redmond Town Center for a gifted takeout meal from Haiku Sushi and Seafood Buffet. 
everyone. Many of you might be familiar with it as it's a popular buffet restaurant in Redmond. They're open for dine-in, but they're also available for takeout via all the popular delivery sites. I ordered several items, including the Szechuan fish, the spicy pork belly stir fry, some lamb skewers, the rainbow roll, the deep fried chef special roll. Monica, if you don't know by now, I'm a huge fan of rolls. Give me some rolls all day. Give me some (laughs) cinnamon rolls. Give me some sushi rolls. Give me some sandwich rolls, pizza rolls. In my head, I'm playing, I'm playing writing dirty, thinking it's rolling dirty. (laughs) All I hear is rolls. (laughs) But my number one rolls is all sushi rolls, California Mm. rolls or any sort of combination or any sort of offspring of California rolls. Give me all of that. (laughs) Offspring. (laughs) Good one, Nelson. All right. That's pretty good so far. Yeah. And then finally, oh, Monica, this put me over the edge because Saturday I went on a food crawl with friends of the podcast. You guys Mm -hmm. check out my stories. You guys know who I went out with. Checked out the new TPT in Chinatown, waited in line for some boba. I can't believe I did that just to check out the hype. But let me tell you, TPT, it's worth it, guys. And I went again today. So two days in a row. I don't do this, people. Monica Mm. knows this. I don't go this two days in a row for this. So TPT, check it out in Chinatown. Hold up. What's so so special about it, Nelson? I'm really interested in this. I don't know. They have specific teas and specific fruit drinks that I don't see at other boba shops. I guess that's that's how I describe it. Okay, cool. Thanks. I got the fruit tea, which was, okay, I'll be honest with you and being transparent. It's not bad. A little bit on the sour side, but Mm -hmm. it's really good. But all the other drinks. Today I had... A different a tea latte that was really really good that I've never had before, mm-hmm. and then there was also some other drinks that my other friends got that they were the ones that wanted to come back. And friends of the podcast, Bam Bam Lamb Chops and Annie's Food loved it so much they went three times this week. You guys, yeah, stamp of approval from them. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Sounds sounds awesome. I'm not going three days in a row anywhere. No, I'm not either. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait. Just go on the weekday, guys. Everybody's been asking me, is it is the line worth it? Is the line worth it? Go on a weekday. If you're all working from home, do that. Take some time. Go to Chinatown. Support all those minority businesses down there. And then there probably won't be much of a line and grab mm-hmm. something from there, TBT. Mm-hmm. Now, back to some more food. Mm-hmm. You guys know how much I love some corn dogs. So got me some Korean corn dogs at Chun Chun because they have some new Korean corn dog flavors, like the smoked cheddar, the volcano. We got four of them to share. And then finally, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm not going to talk much about it. We all went out to Fubok for, dun, 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 some mangosteen. Hey, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It looked like fun. <clears throat> have you heard of this mangosteen? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, everybody keeps asking me that. And I'm just like, I kind of like have like the silent eye roll. It's just like, yeah, first day, first day on the streets. Glad to know three years later, you're finally figuring this out. <laughs> You know when Mangosteen has gone mainstream Seattle when my non-foodie friends, like my friends from college that I still talk to and I still hang out with, Mm -hmm. and they go like, hey, have you heard of this like mango place that does this awesome fried chicken wings? It's like mangoes, monsoon, mango, steen soon, or (laughs) like, you mean Mangosteen? Yeah, that's it. Oh my gosh. Have you ever had their wings before? Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) so good but it's awesome i'm glad that people are finding it out fubok and mangosteen they're hosting this new wave summers event it's on saturdays and sundays what they basically do you guys all got to head down to fubok they've converted their parking lot into a whole outdoor seating patio and they're doing it every weekend until the weather doesn't allow it to Mm. when it starts raining and it's pouring down rain obviously you cannot do that 
and I don't know what's going to happen for the rest of Seattle too, when the outdoor patios are going to be reined in, mm-hmm. but we're, I know Seattle, we're very resilient. So I know that's going to happen, but mm-hmm. anyway, shout out to Kwa from Fubok, who was manning the grill at Fubok, as well as Yenvius. They're running the thing out on the Fubok side. He told me he listens to our podcast, so I wanted to give him a quick shout out. Aww, it was awesome. Fun. <laughs> fun. That's cool. Yeah. You guys need to go out there and get the barbecue pork ribs on coconut pandan rice, or you can get the skewers as well. Mangosteen side, they had some new items like a mm-hmm. toast box dessert, Monica, mm-hmm. the porchetta sando, street corn, garlic noodles with either shaken beef or soft shell crab. That shaken beef was so soft. And by the way, this episode is brought to you by Mangosteen, our new sponsor. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding, Monica. I'm <laughs> just kidding. This is week seven that we've talked about Mangosteen. I'm, I'm no, no, I'm making an arbitrary number, but yeah, <laughs> it's I, so good, guys. I can't help it that I just keep going there every week. <laughs> But I haven't been to to the New Wave Summers, so it sounds like fun. And then just to add, Sunday, again, more eating with the same friends of the podcast. Eden Hill had some amazing burgers. Got to go check those out as well. We went to Sam Choi's Poke to the Max because there was a Mike Shave Ice pop-up. I can't believe I haven't done this in for so long, mm-hmm. but we got some Mike Shave Ice the first time for me this summer. You all, their new trailer is so cool. You guys got to check it out. It is awesome. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of eating. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to tell you, Nelson, that one way to like cut down on the amount of eating is to stop hanging out with our friends. That's not good for any of us. <laughs> like when you get into a group of like four people, like that's it. Four foodies, it's over. Like, like there's going to be lots of regrets. <laughs> Monica, our friends are so relentless when it comes to eating. <laughs> I know. I'm not kidding you. I was so full at the Fubok Mangosteen New Wave Summer. And they were going like, where else should we go next? I'm like, are you kidding me? And I told them, I was like, can we do something that's non-food related? So we decided to go to Olympic Sculpture Park. And then after <laughs> yeah. Mike Shave Ice, we walked around in Columbia City. Went, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I desperately needed that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was just, I'm so full. Yeah. You should not be hanging out with them more than once a week. It's bad for you, Nelson. (laughs) Just telling you. (laughs) I figure Labor Day weekend is like, why not? Let's just kind of take the three day weekend. I got Monday to recover. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's cool. (laughs) All right. What about you, Monica? What did you check out? Well, uh, the week started off with beer because hashtag beer me. Tavor is an app that makes it easy for you to sample craft beer from all across the country. So this is a local company that's headquartered in Tukwila. So they sent me a box with a selection of Sarah's and lagers, which I love. So um, some people have been asking me this. So the key to Tavor is to use push notifications or get emails. So when you see a beer you like, you have to buy it right away or it might sell out. So one of our favorites, Nelson, Urban Family Brewing, uh, was in my box with Guava Dawn. It's a sour ale with pink guava. Yummy. (laughs) That's summer right there. I got to tell you, loved it. So check them out. Hey, Nelson, did you know that I got my start as a food truck blogger? (laughs) Hey, Monica, I learned something new every day. This is amazing. I've never heard this before. (laughs) Well, 104 <laughs> episodes later, and I can't believe you just told me now you're right. a food truck blogger. That's amazing. When did you start that? Right. Well, food trucks and really all street food is just near and dear to my heart. 
Don Luchos started off over six years ago with a food cart. I remember that cart. It wasn't even a trailer. The trailer came later and they started to bring Peruvian food to the streets. So they have a restaurant in Maple Leaf and it really looks good. Like it's impressive. It's a really large space. When it goes back to indoor dining, that'll be great because there's a lot of room in the restaurant, but there's two outdoor seating areas. And so lots and lots of space and having a restaurant has allowed them to expand their menu. And because, you know, on the truck, I was used to eating um, their sandwiches like the Lomo Saltado is delicious. But now they're making tons of different stuff and just magical flavors of Peruvian food. So I started out with a Pisco Sour because I love me a good cocktail. And, you know, it was well, it was it was afternoon-ish. So, you know, I think I'm <laughs> And, you know, it's pretty chill. And it was paired with Concha Salada. And so that's like a salty, crunchy snack food. And then the Duo Martino comes with arroz con moriscos, which is a seafood fried rice and a side of ceviche. So I really love that because I like seafood a lot and don't cook a lot of it because I'm always distracted by meat at home. So that was delicious. And the pasta, Juanacaina and Lomo blew my mind. So Nelson, I like pasta, but I don't often order it out because I'm just always worried that it won't be prepared correctly and it's really carby. But this pasta was cooked perfectly in a really creamy sauce, and it was paired with tender, flavorful beef. And it really just brought my taste buds alive. I mean, really super impressive. I loved it. And I think you would love this, Nelson. To bring it home, uh, I had the chicha morada. So that's a Peruvian fruit punch, but it wasn't overly sweet. And I think that was perfect for a hot day because it was like 80 degrees that day. Just really packed full of many different flavors. But again, the sugar content was down. And so it went down really, really easy. The big news. This is the big news. They brought out a Tres Leches cake and it's bomb. It has earned mm. my spot as one of the top three in Seattle along, alongside Tres Lecheria and Salvadorian Bakery. It was delicious. Oh, wow. Now, Monica, you're talking about alcohol in the afternoon, but you know what the saying is. It's 8 a.m. somewhere. So <laughs> 8 a.m. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. You know, I don't know. Sometimes it, it's funny because some people don't like drinking by themselves. I'm totally fine drinking by myself. <laughs> so I don't know what that says about me, but I'm totally fine just sitting around having a cocktail by myself. <laughs> No judgment here. No judgment yeah, here. Totally. But Monica, that sounds really good. Don Lucho's. I will need to check this out. I haven't checked out their new spot yet, but uh, the food sounds really delicious. Yeah, it was delicious. And Nelson, I was influenced by friend of the podcast, Wendy Cato, and you can find mm -hmm. her at when98107 visited Pork Chop and Co to check out the house made bagels that she and everybody else is talking about. So I got the Rachel scramble, which is like a vegetarian scramble, a biscuit, uh, the everything bagel and the togarashi bagel, which is specifically recommended. I have to say these bagels have really good texture and the togarashi has just all the savory flavor I want. It has just a little bit, like a little kick of heat, not a lot. And it was delicious. So thanks for that recommendation, Wendy. Oh my goodness. I was craving cow mungai terribly and I stopped by pop pop Thai. So it was the first time I tried this dish here and it didn't quite hit the mark, but that's okay because Pop-Up has tons of great food like their crab fried rice and cow soy. So I think I'll stick with those and it's a neighborhood favorite of mine. So um, it's stick to ordering some of those go-to dishes. Uh, they're currently not open for in-house in dining, but you can get takeout or delivery. Yeah. Pop-Up Thai, I think friend of the podcast, find me in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Connor got some pop pop tie mm -hmm. as well. I never can get past their cow soy. Yeah. I look at everybody else's like, I should order that. I should order that. But when I get there, it's just like, I freeze up. I was like, cow soy. <laughs> oh no. I just 
<laughs> I did it again. Yeah, so guys, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on the hunt for good cowmongai in Seattle. So I've gotten a couple of recommendations, but yeah, I'm on the hunt. Nice. All right, Nelson, I stopped by friends of the podcast at Gather Kitchen. Uh, just for a quick takeout, and I just wanted to shout out that they're, they're open for limited outdoor dining right now, and they're slinging brunch online for pickup seven days a week. So that's their brunch menu, seven days a week, which is, I love brunch. And um, I pick a, a really rounded meal, cinnamon roll, potatoes, and of course, bacon, because uh, so, see on my stories, I love to carry bacon in my purse, that purse bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of questions about that, too. I was surprised how many people were intrigued by this idea. <laughs> You've seen me do it, Nelson. I'll throw bacon in my purse. I anytime. have seen you. <laughs> I don't know. Is this like an Asian or a minority thing? Because no. I think when I used to hang out with friends of that are from Guam, mm -hmm. and they just whipped out Tabasco sauce. They're yeah. like, don't you carry Tabasco sauce? It's like, no, we're in my pot. No, what? I don't carry Tabasco sauce. And number one, I don't have a purse, but I don't carry Tabasco sauce. And and guys, Nelson has been known if he wants something to tell me, hey Monica, can you put this in your purse? Yes. <laughs> so that has happened many times. Me, Monica's always like, hey Nelson, can you hand me that straw? I'm gonna put that in my purse. And I'm like, what? Oh, the silverware is really nice. Like I really so like weird. a spoon. This is a nice spoon. This is my purse. <laughs> Just kidding though, guys. I, I'm not a shoplifter. <laughs> No, we we joke not. about it. We joke about it, but it mostly doesn't happen. <laughs> I love how savvy you are. You always ask for my silverware because you're still <laughs> yours. I'm not done. Like there's still half a cake there, and you want it now. <laughs> That's the best part. If I get caught, it's not me. It's you. <laughs> he made me put it in my purse. I slip it in there when I wasn't looking. <laughs> I got it all planned out, Nelson. <laughs> On our next episode, we confront Monica with her kleptomaniac tendencies. <laughs> no, uh, it's just a running. It's a running joke, guys. Running uh, I don't joke. know. It might be an inside joke for us, but it's, it's anytime we see really, really fun silverware, it's like, ooh, we really love that. And hey, Nelson, throw this in my purse. <laughs> just... Oh goodness, so much fun. All right. Nice, Monica. That's awesome. You know, we keep saying friends of the podcast, friends of the podcast. Have we eaten at every place that we've had, <laughs> that we've interviewed? <laughs> well, isn't that a rule? So guys, that's kind of a rule. If, if we haven't eaten in your place, you can't be a friend of the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if we haven't tried your food, there's no way you're going to make it on this podcast. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I thought that was implied, <sighs> but I guess maybe we have to expressly say that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll have to do like a an acronym, the right. FOP. The, the FOP, FOP gang or something the like FOP that. Gang. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Hey, tell us about your interview today. And it's someone you already have mentioned in the past. So this is kind of cool. <laughs> Me? You always bring it up. <laughs> okay. Our guest today is the owner of Macadons, Michael Wynn. Michael, uh, well, Macadons has a storefront in White Center that I'm sure a lot of you have been through. And they push out thousands of macarons, pints of ice cream, and ice cream macaron sandwiches throughout the region. Here's our interview with Michael. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hey, Monica. Thanks for having me. Oh, glad glad to have you here. So why don't we start out by you telling us a little bit about Macadons? All right. A little bit about Macadons. 
Macadons has been around for six years officially. We started back in 2013 by my partner, Donna Chan. Donna's mom always enjoyed cooking and baking, and one, one day she tried making macarons, and then the rest is history. Um, we just had a lot of people that wanted to continue ordering. We never really had a plan to start the business or anything. We both had our full-time jobs, but we thought it'd be something fun to do as a side hustle. Neither of us ever thought Macadons would be what it is today, but here we are. Well, what is it today? Because you have a storefront, you have a really uh, bustling production, and you make a number of different products. Am I right? We have our storefront in White Center. I've been in that location for about four years. The first two years, it was just our manufacturing spot. And then we opened up the storefront about two years ago. And then mm-hmm. recently, we just moved into a manufacturing facility down in Tequila uh, last August. So that's been fun. Uh, we also acquired an ice cream company called Pink's Ice Cream back in 2015. So we've been doing macarons and ice cream ever since. Sounds great. And you're also doing pop-ups like we've seen you recently popping up all over town. And so that's a way for you to work with other businesses, right? Like collaborations. Yeah, we find a lot of value in doing collaborations with other businesses. It helps promote us, helps promote them. It's fun for all of our customers. We always try to do something fun and unique that makes it special. Well, that works because you're fun and unique. Am I right? (laughs) I'm unique. I don't know about fun. (laughs) Okay. Well, what are some of your most popular flavors? And that includes macarons, ice cream, and macaron ice cream sandwiches. Oh, man. Well, one that came from left field, surprisingly, was our Fruity Pebbles. It wasn't one of our standard flavors that we do because we like to focus on like Asian-inspired flavors. But we wanted to do something kind of more for the kids since we do a lot of pop-ups and events. The kids were always looking for something like chocolate or vanilla or strawberry. And so we thought... Fruity Pebbles would be a a fun ice cream and macaron to make something that the kids can order. And it turned out to be one of our most popular flavors in our ice cream and macarons. I'm pretty sure that's true because actually a lot of adults like Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, what we would like is it gets that feeling of nostalgia when you're eating our products. And Fruity Pebbles is one of those big ones. Mm -hmm. We also have our Asian-inspired flavors like durian, lychee, ube, and pandan, and they do that too, but that's more of a nostalgic feeling for people that have had more of an Asian experience while growing up. Yeah, I think the Asian flavors really make you a standout that really, you know, I can go anywhere and get a pistachio macaron, like that's not a big deal. I can go and get Rocky Road ice cream, that's not a big deal. But the fact that I can go to the Asian grocery store and get your ice cream, get Pink's ice cream in the freezer case, and get unique flavors like Vietnamese coffee, which is one of my favorites. And also just, it's just, it's not your average thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's meeting a need in the market. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's our niche in the market and makes us unique, which is good. And I forgot to mention, in addition to the macaron ice cream sandwiches, you guys actually do cakes and those get pretty big and they look pretty time consuming. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) One day, we were just making it for our friends that just wanted a big ice cream macaron, essentially, with a print on it for one of their friends. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll try it out. Why not? Made it, posted it on our Instagram story, and then people just wanted to continue ordering. And now we've probably made upwards of like 40 cakes since then. And that was like just a few months ago. That's been (laughs) fun. It's not even on our menu. Uh, We get requests all the time where people reach out and ask how they can order it. And you can just send a request in 
and if we have time, we can make it. Well, big trouble, Michael, we're telling people about it now. So you're going to be up till four o'clock in the morning making ice cream macaron cake. Yeah, I was thinking that when we were uh, just talking about it just now. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just here to help, Michael, just here to help. I appreciate um, you. You also mentioned, though, printing on macarons. So that's another thing that makes you a standout, that you can basically print anything on a macaron shell, whether it's an individual size or a sandwich or anything else. How did that come up as a thing for you? Oh, man, I have to give the credit to Donna on that one. Mm -hmm. She was very innovative, paid attention to the market. I think we started our first prints back in like 2016. Mm -hmm. Took a lot of time to really tweak it and get it to the quality that we we have today. But yeah, we we specialize in custom prints. You can send us any image and it could be as low quality as a screenshot on your phone and text it to us. And uh, we can print that right on a macaron or an ice cream macaron or a macaron cake now that we have been talking about that. <laughs> Guys, don't order the macaron cakes. Michael don't, doesn't make those. Don't order the macaron cake. <laughs> okay, so I know because we're friends that you are constantly developing new flavors of macarons and ice cream. So, like you mentioned, the fruity pebbles. I think I stopped by the warehouse one day, and there were probably like twenty-four boxes of cereal lying around that you were you're experimenting with. How do you get your inspiration? I get inspiration just by paying attention to what's going on in the market. There were these brown sugar boba bars that were really popular at one point. I don't know if you've heard about them, oh my um, gosh. but I was eating one on my story one day and my friend Monica said, <laughs> oh, those, those are good. And I was like, oh, how do they keep the, the tapioca soft? That's crazy. I wonder how they do that. And she said, it's actually mochi. So <laughs> thanks to Monica, thanks Monica, we recreated the brown sugar boba ice cream bars into our ice cream macaron sandwiches. And we also made them into pints as well. The feedback has been actually really great. Um, a lot of people prefer ours over the bars, which is surprising because my girlfriend still prefers the bars. I know. It's funny. Well, thank you, Michael. You guys heard it here first. I've been credited with that idea. Um, and it's not, well, it is because it came up between Michael and I two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Still got to kick you back those royalties, but I'll just uh, give you free ice cream and macarons instead. That's right. I'm waiting for that, that free product royalties. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Come visit me. Of course. Of course. So COVID-19 definitely has impacted businesses, but also other businesses have done okay or even done much better. So how has it changed your business line? Uh, it's been a little bit tough for us, um, I have to say, but it's tough in a good way where it forces us to be able to pivot a little bit, think about different ways to sell our product or promote our product. Um, that's how the collaborations came about. If you continue doing business the way that you were doing business pre-COVID, it's you're probably not going to make it. So I think about it as a game. It's kind of fun to figure out what the problems are and then find a solution for it. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, businesses that are unwilling to be flexible and think outside the box are not going to make it through this. And in terms of hard times, like I remember what it was like, you know, for you when it first hit, I mean, you were pretty much the only one in the warehouse. And so anything people can do to support you guys by ordering online or picking up or going to the storefront. I mean, we encourage folks to do that. Thank you. Okay. Here's the good part. This is the part you and I love. So what are some of your places, favorite places to eat in Seattle? 
like three of them. Oh man, I love hole hole in the wall type of joints. Mm-hmm. I like stuff that are easy to eat. Uh, my favorites are sandwiches. So Unbien and Paseos is uh, gonna be on the top of that list. Mm-hmm. I love Rainier barbecue. Okay, good Brings choice. Back a lot of nostalgia as well with all the Vietnamese food that you're able to order. So many different mm-hmm. kinds of dishes. And then uh, Huang Billards down in what was that mm-hmm. MLK? Yeah. yeah, surprisingly yeah. good food. A little sketchy at times yes, at when times you, when you walk in just make sure you walk directly to the, the bar cashier. yeah yep. don't look around don't don't pay attention to any of the um, activities that are going around in there just get your food and go that's a good one that i don't think anybody's mentioned but for sure when you come in the door if you just walk straight to the back you get to the cashier at the bar put your order in be quiet stand there wait grab your stuff go, yeah. get out yep. <laughs> <laughs> hang out and play some pool if you're uh, if you're in the mood. Yeah, if you're in the mood. And you mentioned Unbian and Paseo. So it's rare for me to hear someone that says both of those. So you eat at both of them and do you think they're equivalent? For me, I feel like they are. I don't have a really sophisticated palate, I would say. Um, what? I don't think I would be able to taste them separately and know the differences. But if it hmm. was like side by side and I was taking a bite of each, then maybe, yeah. But yeah, I, I still enjoy both. Okay. Well, we'll have to do a taste test on one of our upcoming food crawls. I'll, I'll just blind taste test you on, on Paseo and Unbian to see if you can tell the difference. Because there is a difference. All right. I'll pick one up. You pick up the other one and we'll meet up at a park <laughs> somewhere and have a little picnic. For sure. Okay. Last question, Michael. Where can our listeners find you on social media? Social media, our main point of contact for social media would be our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Feel free to reach out and DM us. Um, I personally go through, read, and respond to all of the DMs. So if you want to say hi, just uh, <laughs> just call me out, I guess. Uh, Facebook. <laughs> we're on Facebook too, but it's more kind of like an extension of Instagram because when you post something on Instagram, you can just link it to Facebook. Mm-hmm. We try to stay on top of the messages from there, but they're not as high quality, I guess. I don't know. Sometimes we don't get the messages through our business account, which is weird. Mm -hmm. So Instagram would be the best way to do it. Okay, great. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you letting me uh, hop on this call with you. (laughs) And that's our interview with Michael. Nelson, I know you had a chance to try the limited edition Bobe slash Macadon's macarons at a pop-up a few weeks ago. How were they? Oh, I loved them. They're really interesting. I, you know, the snozberries take like snozberries. <laughs> Today's theme of the show is things that millennials don't know about. <laughs> no, there's, they had some really good flavors that were related to the Bobe drinks, like the red, white matcha, mm-hmm. as well as the blueberry lychee and a couple the dirty tie. That is really good too. And I have had Macadons in the past and I was trying to think back when they did it. I love their custom designs because remember when Bam Bam Lamb Chops did uh-huh. something yep. and they made custom macarons and they had my, my profile picture, <laughs> yeah. which is by the way, like, I don't know, 12 years old when I had like hair <laughs> back in the day. So, yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, you know, I really like Michael. I think he'd be a really cool person to hang out with. I can't wait to put in 10 orders of that boba cake for him. <laughs> yeah i think he's low-key mad at me about that but i didn't know it was a secret he didn't say it was a secret i didn't know it wasn't on the menu how did i know how would i know that (laughs) oh man Uh, that's very fun it was was good good interview yes i'm glad 
I'm sure a lot of people really want to hear about Macadon's story because they're a very popular company in Seattle right now. Totally. And I'll just shout out that Michael's actually one of the few business owners that has credited me for my ideas. I give a lot of ideas to a lot of different businesses. And he's like, he just came out and publicly said that, that I helped him with that. So that was really cool. Monica, the muse. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Show's over. Okay, Monica, three-day weekend is coming up. It's Labor Day. Are you doing some barbecue on Monday or did you already barbecue? Well, I don't know. Probably barbecue with your close inner family. (laughs) (laughs) No, no plans for a barbecue. Part of my family's out of town and then uh, we didn't really plan anything. But I did take the week off, so expect to see food every day of the week, guys, because it's just me running around town eating. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is is dangerous, guys. She's got a week. She's got a free week to Mm -hmm. do everything. Oh, no. That's right. All right, everyone. Hey. It's not Where's Waldo in Seattle. It's Where's Monica this week. Everyone, have a wonderful week. <laughs> Enjoy your holiday. I hope everyone is managing every your kids that are homeschool learning and doing a great <laughs> job with it. In the meantime, be safe out there and happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.